Thanks for listening to FYI Stillwater, where you will hear information about your local government you didn't know you need to know straight from the source. Be sure to check out other news and information from the City of Stillwater at stillwater.org or find us on Facebook and Twitter. Hi, I'm your host, Sherry Fletcher, Director of Marketing and Civic Engagement. Today, my co-host is Megan Pardue, Communications Coordinator for the City of Stillwater. Welcome, Megan. How are you? Hi, I'm good. I'm happy to be here today. Awesome. Uh, We've been busy. We're busy. We're always busy um, and always trying new things. Recently, we moved City Council from the Council Chamber hearing room here at City Hall. We broadcast from the Community Center. That was pretty exciting. Yes, so that was a team effort here. I mean, it took a lot of preparation to move all of the audio and video equipment over and make sure we were set up and ready to go, and it went smoothly. Yeah, uh, the thought was is that we would broadcast from the Houston Theater so that we could spread people out, and uh, it worked really well. What else have we been doing, Megan? We also have recently implemented the Instagram and Facebook stories for the city of Stillwater. So if you open up stories a lot on your Facebook or Instagram account, you'll see we're, we're up there now. Um, we've been putting out weekly stories about what we're doing. Here lately, we've been talking about our storm debris curbside pickup. That's a month-long, two-month-long uh, process. There was a lot of down limb, uh, limbs. Oh, yeah. Just driving around town, getting the content for the stories was crazy. I mean, yeah. the brush piles were everywhere, and you could really tell where we had been and where we hadn't. It was obvious. So who's our guest today, Megan? So today's guest is Chris Franks, and he's the Environmental Programs Manager here at the City of Stillwater. Um, So can you give us some basic facts about maybe one of the programs that he oversees? Yes, so they run a few special events each year, including the Household Hazardous Waste event. Um, They run trash-offs, really, to clean up the City of Stillwater and keep it beautiful. And we provide lots of ways for residents to get involved in their environment. So what is the Household Hazardous Waste? So basically, this is a free drop-off event twice a year at the Convenience Collection Center where residents can drop by pool chemicals, pesticides, um, oil-based paints, that sort of thing for free and keep these environmental pollutants where they should go. So they can so they can gather these things until the event and then take them to the free thing. So welcome, Chris Franks. Hey, thanks uh, for having me. Yeah, we've tried to schedule you maybe three different times and we finally got it right. Yep. So thanks for being here. Now, you know how we start all of these uh, conversations? Yes. Yes. We're going to ask you <laughs> Are you some ready? Random but revealing uh, questions. Okay. Are you ready? I guess. Okay. He sounds very excited. I am totally excited. All right. So the first one, what is your favorite musical instrument and why? I would say, okay, so maybe this violates what you're trying to go for here, but I would say the voice. The voice is my favorite musical instrument. Uh, just Allowed. Because, you know, I've heard songs and lyrics and the way things are sung that have just brought me to tears or have just stirred such emotion in me that, you know, I don't get from any other type of instrument playing or things like that. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think I voice. agree with that. I think the saxophone for me is a close second, but I think the voice. Yeah, if I had to go instrument, it would just be the guitar, but I think... I think you can call a voice an instrument, yeah. Good. Um, I'm going to go with bassoon. Uh, (laughs) Sherry has a history there. I have a history with a bassoon. My daughter plays bassoon, and she's really good at it, but I really come to appreciate uh, the the bassoon. She would practice in the house, and it kind of sounds like a, a woodwind version of a cello. It's a very mellow, it's, uh, you know, plays a lot of, um, 
um, of the baselines and stuff. And it's I think it's very relaxing. And now that she's in Arizona, I kind of miss it. <laughs> I imagine. Yeah. When I started working in this department, I had to go Google what a bassoon looked like. So. Yeah, it's, if you've never seen one, it's really interesting. They're, Is that they're, the one with the weird... Uh, it's really long. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's what she plays. And, um, yeah, there's nothing normal about it. But it's a beautiful instrument. <laughs> All right. So, second question. If you could choose any two famous people to have dinner with, who would it be and why? Oh, my gosh. I would wrestle with this one. I would say uh, definitely Ad-Rock from the Beastie Boys. I would talk to him. <laughs> and... Uh, Probably Neil Gaiman, the author. Oh yeah. Would you have them at the same dinner? I would. That's why. That's yeah. kind of how I would <laughs> that think would about be it, really I think, interesting. Because I would, I'd want them both there. So, what type of conversation topics would you guys cover? Well, you know, generally for uh, Ad Rock, I would just, uh, I would just like to thank him because their band was really instrumental in like my growth as a person. You know, I kind of, I kind of grew up with them, and they kind of their growth as people kind of followed my growth as a person. Uh-huh. You know, they were really immature when they were young, right. and then as they grew older, they became more socially responsible and more, yeah. you know, uh, thoughtful about their actions and their right. words. I agree with you there. And they tried to yeah. make amends for their past, you know, mm-hmm. uh, younger discretions. Yeah, they, they realized they were immature. Yes. Yeah, I love that. And then uh, Neil Gaiman, his, I just, I would probably talk to him about, you know, what are you writing now? And yeah. <laughs> tell me the story, you know. Give me like a such, such cool knowledge of different obscure stories and yeah. histories and things that... It would just be neat to talk to him. Yeah. See, I would go with uh, George R. R. Martin because I've got some questions <laughs> about the next volume in uh-huh. the uh, Game of Thrones series. Yeah. Song of Fire and Ice. Yeah. <laughs> you and the I've rest got, of the world right now. I've got some questions. Yeah. <coughs> and I've got some suggestions. There you go. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm sure he gets plenty of those there. I've been, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure yeah. that's like <laughs> the <laughs> giant elephant just looming over his yeah. eyes. I could, I could plot out to the end of the series for him if he you know yeah that's what we would have a conversation there yeah i could do that so awesome yeah i like those two chris those are good choices so uh, let's move into the real portion of our conversation um so you're the environmental programs manager so what is the career path to get to that how where did you start and how did you uh, end up at the city? Let's well, see, I started in the northeast corner of Oklahoma working for the St. Cacuga tribe. Um, so that was a good experience. I started off as the lowest position, which was the water quality technician. I did a lot of water uh, sampling uh, uh-huh. within the lake, within tribal members' houses. Um, and then also because we were funded by grants, the tribe pretty much let us do whatever we wanted to environmentally. So we did a lot of just awesome projects with mm-hmm. like USGS and uh, Department of Interior and just whatever you like could that. get funded. Yeah, I mean it was all funded, so we we basically we would get state of the art equipment because the funding yeah. was there, and then we would just go out and use it in ways mm-hmm. that it's we like felt a playground. Were appropriate. Yeah, it's definitely like a playground. So I started there as the technician, and I moved up to the assistant, and then uh, right before I left for the last year and a half, I was the director. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at that time, my wife, uh, her son was coming to OSU. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The assistant position here at the city came open. We were thinking about moving here anyway, and so I just put in for it, and, and uh, Luann Fisher hired me, and that brought me here to the city. So I started here. That was 2008 uh, as the assistant, and then I think in 2012, around that time, Lou went out to the wastewater treatment plant as the superintendent. I took over as interim manager. 
I was interim manager for two years, and then I became the full-time manager after that. So what do you do for the city? What what does an environmental program manager do? Man, I'll tell you. What you wish you do? knew, right? <laughs> we don't. We do. No, I know we do. We do a lot. It, every day is different. So we provide internal um, internal support to uh, different departments with any environmental needs that they may have, uh, such as especially waste disposal or uh, ensuring they're uh, complying with some type of environmental regulation. Um, we also s- uh, supply external resources, such as the Household Hazardous Waste event that we spoke of, the trash off that we spoke of, uh, s- general assists and concerns. Um, and then we also do other things like uh, we inspect all the restaurants and food establishments in, in town. Uh, we inspect our grease traps, make sure that they're maintaining them, that they're you know, structurally sound, that they're working properly. And then we also... Uh, so why is a grease trap uh, something that would get inspected? What would go wrong if they weren't maintained, and what does that mean? Well, one thing, if they're not maintained, it causes a lot of problems for the restaurant, and they'll know real quick because it'll back up into the restaurant. They'll ah. have uh, sinks, you know, ah, flowing, okay. mop sinks filling up, things like that, slow drains. So it's a health issue as much as anything. Yes, it's a health issue. Um, and then, like, from a public health issue, you know, you could have uh, sanitary sewer overflows caused by grease in the lines, uh, backing up sewage, coming out manholes. Sexy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the glamorous, beautiful job. Uh, so we do that. Uh, we also inspect our, so we administer the uh, pretreatment program for the wastewater treatment plant, which is a program that is designed to protect the wastewater treatment plant from things going down the drains and affecting the plant negatively or impacting the uh, workers that work on the lines and stuff. So we're making sure people aren't putting things down the drain. Would you be able to figure out who it was? Sometimes. It depends. It depends. Now, if it's just one thing and it's quick through the system and we don't know the origin, then no, we're not going to be able to find that. It's like a needle in a haystack. I mean, we may be able to find it, but it, it would be hard. But those type of issues generally aren't going to break the, the big, plant down. Yeah. They're going to maybe mm-hmm. cause a little bit of an upset, but then the plant will rebound. Whereas, you know, something that's continual, yeah, those are the type of problems like we're definitely going to catch. Like if they were dumping chemical... Exactly. Um, so if, like, somebody was... Let's say somebody was at their house and they had a business on the side and they were pouring toxic chemicals down the drain. We would definitely be able to find that out. It may take a while, but we would be able so to find So it's a little investigative. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, like I always like to describe it as we're kind of the police of the sewer system. Wow. So, that, that, so you're a real backbone. Is, I mean, that is kind of an awesome way of looking at that job. Yeah. Now I'm thinking, hmm. We could write a novel. There we go. <laughs> I'm now thinking about all the times that I've accidentally put something down my drain, and, and Chris then, Franks is going to come after me. Right. I'm not going to yeah. hey, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. He pops up, shows up at my door. <laughs> okay, now I'm thinking, is that re- could that really be a novel? Like, you you know. Uh, I mean, you know that that's you, how they're finding COVID yeah. uh, spikes now is in the wastewater. Right. So I mean, to me, there's uh, there's some type of a plot twist in here that I've not worked out yet. I'm sure you'll come to it. Uh-huh. <laughs> so also as part of the pretreatment program, we go out and inspect all the industries in town. We permit mm-hmm. them. We make sure that they're not putting things down the drain that they're not supposed to. So they're held to certain limits of different uh, chemical constituents. So yeah. generally it's metals. Um, okay. So we'll go out and. Quarterly, we'll go out and pull a sample from them, make sure they're not over the limit, and then monthly. Because you would be able to do that at their place, yeah. Not wait till it gets all the way out right. to the wastewater treatment. That's right. So we yeah. we sample them at the end of process before it even gets to the sewer system. Oh, okay. And then uh, we also will uh, monthly they'll send us reports of their. They'll also you know check the the wastewater and make sure it's under limits, and they'll send that to me, and I'll review it, make sure everything's copacetic. And, 
So you're basically just taking care of the, the sewer health of the entire community. Yes. And then when it goes to the, the water treatment plant, because we've had this conversation, uh, we've, we've done the entire water system so far. I know so much about uh, the water. But when it, the water leaves the water treatment plant, it goes back into uh, yeah, the, the natural the, system. The natural the system. So you play a role in that. Yes. I mean, just yeah, uh, yeah. Quarterly, we go out to the wastewater treatment plant and we do tests for them. We do oh, what's called sure. whole effluent toxicity testing. So we'll take samples of the wastewater after it's already been processed through before it goes to the creek, and uh, we'll send that to a lab and they'll put little minnows and they'll uh -huh. put little water fleas oh. in there and they'll watch how they grow and they'll watch how they reproduce and make sure everything's normal and and that's how oh, they know. Oh, I think that's that so is cool. a story idea for uh, Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, that would actually be awesome to come and And cover. we actually have a lab here in Stillwater that opened up a year or two ago, uh -huh. Cove Environmental. And so if you wanted footage of actually the tests being run. I'm I would sure love would, to. Please would, have me. That would be awesome. Yeah, it's a really awesome facility, too, if you guys haven't seen it. It's out on uh, Lakeview Road West. So, Chris, you've talked to us a little bit about uh, kind of maintaining the uh, the integrity of the sewer system. And we've talked about industry. We've talked about a couple of things. What about on a personal level? Um, what should we not put down the sewer? Definitely one of the easiest things to control as a citizen is uh, fog, what we call fog, fats, oils, and grease. So Fats, oils, and grease is fog. Yes. Awesome. And that's an easy one to control. Um, it's just any time after you cook, any time you have grease residue on your plates, things like that. You just want to, what we always recommend is to scrape them into the trash or wipe them down with a paper towel, throw that in the trash. Um, if you have a, a lot of grease collected into some type of container, they accept food grease at the community collection center any day that they're open, um, 807 South Perkins Road. <laughs> um, or you can uh, store it in like a can, like a vegetable can or something like a tin can, mm -hmm. put it in your refrigerator, freeze it, and once it's frozen, it can just go in the regular trash. But that kind of stuff, it accumulates over time, it uh, congeals and causes uh, clogs in your, in, your, in your personal system before it even gets to the city system. Right, because you're responsible for taking care of your own, uh, your, you would away. pay for it if it's on uh, the side of your property. Yep. The city takes care of it when it enters the other the sewer lines. Yep. So we're talking butter, cream, yep. uh, gravy, yep. uh, cooking oils, cooking, uh, bacon grease, bacon grease, yeah, any type of grease material. Um, yeah, just any any type of grease when you're cooking meats, so trimmings, things like that. So, uh, so Dairy products. Things that my cats love to eat, so I don't even have to there worry about it. See? They'll clean there it out. There's another for avenue, me. cats. Yep. <laughs> Just have a million cats like yeah. I do, and you'll ah, be safe. There you go. <laughs> so, is there anything else that a resident needs to know about kind of what they can do to, in, in your area of expertise for, for environmental uh, stuff? I mean, we talked about. I mean, a household has its waste. Yeah, that's yeah. another avenue. I mean, collect your waste. If, it, if you have some type of waste, whether it be a cleaning material, paints, things like that, what you want to do is look at the label. If it has some type of warning, danger, caution, something like that on the label, those are the type of things that we will take for free to dispose of at the Household Hazardous Waste event. So just keep those things, bring them to the event, we'll take care of them for you. What about um, like medicines um, or uh, unused 
you know, prescriptions or whatever. What so are, unused prescriptions. Because you would we will take used those to, the, you would see like on television shows, people just dump them yeah, down. Yeah, we definitely the, don't want that Yeah, anymore. we don't do that anymore. Yeah, not anymore. So uh, we have a few avenues here in Stillwater. We're pretty lucky on that front. Um, so we will take those at the household hazards waste generally. We didn't at this last event because of COVID. I didn't feel I wanted to expose an officer right. uh, any more than they already exposed every day. So we didn't do it at this last event, but generally we take them at our household houses waste event. Also, we have a drop box here at City Hall in the police department lobby. You can bring it down there. It looks like a big old school mailbox. You just drop oh, it in. Yeah. Um, Razooks also takes them. They have a box in their pharmacy that they can, you can drop it off. Uh, I've heard CVS will too. I, I haven't checked out the CVS one, so I don't. I haven't personally seen that one, but I, I hear that they do as well. So we have several avenues to get rid of old prescription. Uh, pharmaceuticals here in Stillwater. Awesome. Uh, you know, a lot of people may not realize that we have these type of professionals on staff. They're looking out for things that, that the citizens cannot do for themselves. Uh, but, you know, just having a resource and uh, figuring out how to get rid of things properly. Uh, so they could probably call you if they had questions. Uh, oh, yeah, definitely. And I also get calls just on random environmental things that uh, I don't necessarily control, but I, I, but you're I a have good the ability resource. to contact the yeah. people that they need to talk to, such as things like uh, asbestos, like so people maybe, you know, renovating a house and they may come across some old asbestos tile or something, and how do they get rid of that, or, you know... Um, lead-based paint or uh, mold. I get a lot of yeah. mold stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I actually get, like, bed bugs, too. And, uh, you know, just <laughs> you all get, kinds of things. You get questions things. about yes, bed bugs. Yes. Yeah, oh. I don't personally get bed bugs, but I do get questions about <laughs> bed bugs. You've got to make that clear. Yes, yes. Uh, but you do have a lot of resources, um, you know, state resources and federal mm-hmm. resources, because you guys all uh, coordinate uh, together. Coordinate, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being our guest. Yeah, no uh, Megan, we'll have to have them back. Uh, right before the next uh, household hazardous waste, so you can kind of uh, give us a refresher on what to yeah, do there. Yeah, definitely. Love to. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to FYI Stillwater. If you like this episode, help us out and give us a like or share us with your friends. Stay tuned for our next podcast. If you have a question for City Hall, email news at stillwater.org, and in the next podcast, we'll answer a few of them. FYI Stillwater is available on our website at stillwater.org, Spotify, and just about anywhere else you enjoy your podcast.